right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And ooh, today, man, today's one of those shows you get, you just kind of flex on a little bit. You're like, ooh, this guy, like watching this guy drive, man. I'm telling you, man, this guy has got to, he's got to leave bars like on, on a river of molten panties and tears, you know? I mean, like, seriously, this guy has got so much swagger behind the wheel. It is absolutely mind-blowing. And you know who we're talking about, right? Von Gittin Jr., the man to myth, the legend. Nice. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good today, Kev. Oh, man, this is a whole different style of driving, right? You know, drifting, that's kind of what he's known for. Now, he's into everything, but, uh, you know, for most of us out there, Drifting is Wait, this... he drifts? Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes, man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. You know, what's so crazy is, you know, for a lot of us road racer guys, whatever, even drag racers, you know, straight line, just get there, keep the car as straight and hooked up as you can. And, and these guys are completely turning this thing upside down and they're going sideways. You know, they're going sideways yeah, to go fast. But it's crazy. It's this whole dynamic of... You know, kind of from the spectator standpoint, in your face, tire smoking, engine screaming. You know, these guys are sliding sideways. They're coming up, you know, just rubbing bumpers off of off of walls and cones and then side by side and through the chicanes. And it's just a wild ride, man. Yeah, man. It definitely gets your blood pumping with those things you we love as as just people and fans on this side. Like nothing gets this, you know, whether it's SEMA or a car show. You put on, like, King of the Ring, bro, and there's just going to be this mass of fools, like, ooh, oh, ugh, you know, it's just like, it's it's one of those videos, man, that is, it's just, it grabs you. If you're an automotive enthusiast, um, something like that grabs a hold of you, and, and to hear the engine hit the rev like, ba-da-da-da-da-da, and grabbing gears and brakes, and just ba-da-da-da-da-da the whole time. Oh, man, it's music to our ears. We love it. And this guy uses every ounce of power he has in any application. And I mean every ounce. He got he got the ride's tongue hanging out at the end of the track, man. Just <laughs> killing it. <laughs> yeah, they better have a huge tire budget, man. Just Or, you know, the big tire sponsor, at least, what just stacks and stacks of these things. God, yeah, you, you mentioned, the, you know, the Nürburgring video. I mean, this guy went around the full... Nurburgring in a drift that's 12.9 miles of tire Mm -hmm. burnout man like i didn't even think it was possible i I gotta get some scoop on this how do you get through a full 12.9 miles doing a burnout 
Like, I would have thought you'd have yeah. shredded all the rubber. You're into the metal wire. I'll tell you how you get through it. You laugh the whole damn time. <laughs> just in there chuckling. Like, <laughs> 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 well, that part I get. That part I get, man. It's the part about the tire that there's still something left, you know? Like, man, I've done burnouts. You've done yeah, burnouts, man. you know, where you smoke it for, you know, a couple minutes here and there. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Yeah. All right, there's another set, baby. You yeah, know? man, he is. But this is 100 mile an hour plus burnouts, you know, sideways for almost 13 miles. That's just crazy. Yeah, man. It's, it's a crazy feeling when you get comfortable pitching that car out. The first time you go from a little sideways and you go, wow, I was really hanging that thing out. And then somebody shows you a cell phone video and you're like, oh, uh, it, never mind. I really wasn't. Um, and then you see, <laughs> you see him get in there. And you talk about hanging it out sideways. I mean, just steering, you know, with the rear of the car, front tires, you know, just sit there and tow. And just, I mean, he is just torching him the entire near 13 miles. Just bat, bat, bat. Oh, it's awesome. That had to be a dream come true. I got to ask you about that. Uh, it just, you know, this guy has driven everything. He's raced everything. Come on, Kev. Like, tell me how awesome it would be just to be like, hey, man. Let me be the fly on the wall and just get to do some of the practice stuff you get to do. Here. Just take me out. Let me get a hangout, bro, please. Let me get quarantined at your place. Well, I didn't get the full 12.9 miles, but I did catch him at SEMA a couple years ago, and I got the side ride in his uh, F-150 RTR or whatever yeah. the version was at that point, man. And, uh, dude, we flew through the air. Like, that's a badass machine because not only can he whip it around and, you know, thrash it and and drift it every which way, right? And put it in any kind of position. But next thing you know, dude, you've got air underneath the thing and you're hucking it over big jumps. Like, that's a killer ride when you can do both all in one shot, you know? Yeah, man, but he could do it, you know, blindfolded, text messaging, cooking something on a griddle in the passenger seat. He don't care, man. He's like, I got it, I got it. Don't worry about it, I got it. Things that seem out of control to us, he's like, I got it, don't worry about it. You know what he doesn't need? He doesn't need a windshield, because he's looking out the side windows. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who needs wipers? Well, nobody's buttering the toast, man. Let's take a break. When we come back, Vaughn getting Jr., man, on the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. Back in just a minute. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is the handsome Kevin Bird, and I'm, you know, just Willie B. Uh, but hey, glad you joined us today. Dun 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 dun. Bond getting junior, bro. I'm a little amped up. I don't know about you, bird. I'm just a little amped up. Cause this guy could drive the wheels off stuff, man. No doubt. Let me ask you, Willie, before we get, you know, before we dive into him, have you done any hundred mile an hour drifting? Fortunately, yeah, I've ha I have got to experience a hundred mile an hour drift or a hundred mile an hour, you know, donuts out of control, whichever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, as much people know me as a, as a drag race guy, I spend a lot of time, there's several courses where I'm at. One of them has a, an adjacent, you know, massive just skid pad and, and drag race area. So we go play on that a lot. And it's, dude, it's wiry getting your car loose at 60, 70, 80, 90, and 100. You're like, I don't know, man. This is what nightmares are made out of, but it sure tickles when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting tell us, man, how did you first get into drifting man what was the you know i know you had kind of a nissan way back when you got in some competitions uh but really where did you get started like where did you find some space was it in your neighborhood <laughs> were you on some tarmac somewhere like what got you the bug <laughs> what got you like you know His big wheel when he was like three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man. Well, um, for sure. Well, I appreciate the kind words, first of all. Uh, excuse me one second. I'm grabbing a charger because my phone's about to die. That's oh, how no, man. That's get it, get it, get it. Um, yeah, no, for me, man, when I was, uh, I've obviously thought about this a lot, like where everything started. And, um, you know, my dad was a, a used, uh, used car salesman and always was, uh, bringing, you know, bringing cool cars home. And, uh, you know, I just got bit by the car bug very, very early. And, um, uh, when I was four years old, I got like a little, little yard cart, like, uh, I, I kind of want to call it a crappy little, like two horsepower, like yard cart. Like, yeah. Go-kart man with the Briggs and Stratton on the back of it. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. And I had one of those little, like little paddle brakes. So like, it was like a paddle that went on the tire. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, man. They had those on big wheels. Yeah. Right? And so, but you had it, you had it on a motorized. Yeah. One. So, so basically, um, my dad and, Whenever I go visit my father, I would go out to industrial parks and ride this little go-kart with him. And um, <laughs> basically, when I would, you know, I'd just go real fast and, like, pull the paddle brake and, like, lock the tires up and make it skid. Like, I still vividly remember white nylon coming through those tires. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, I just, like, loved that feeling um, as a kid, like, just going real fast and, like, ripping it. In fact, my mom was showing me some – We were out, she brought some old home videos the other day, and – uh, it was cool to see that um, where I like started getting that feeling for flicking things sideways effectively. And then uh, growing up, I got into skateboarding and BMX and then uh, uh, motocross. Um, yeah. And uh, motocross is certainly what I chalk up uh, most of my learnings of skill behind the wheel um, w without a doubt. You know, and motocross bikes don't have steering wheels but that's okay i get it i get it yeah but you steer with the <laughs> back yeah, tire yeah, yeah. a lot man it just comes down to the weight management right like all you're doing yep. when you're driving yep. a car yeah um you know and road yep. racing or drifting or off-road it's just weight management so that's kind of where and then like there's the fear level which if you race motocross you've been down a few times you get a cage around you and you're just like Woo! You know, oh, so yeah. I'm invincible. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of like where it all came from, you know, growing up. And then, you know, when I went to my first, so I got my first rear wheel drive car and I was 18 and used to go to like, uh, industrial parks and play around like same industrial parks and, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, doing, you know, just having fun in a car before I even knew what drifting was. And then uh, I found some videos of this sport called drifting and I was like hooked, like where you could compete, you know, show your style, your personality from behind the wheel of a badass car. And uh, so I started going to drift events um, and, you know, fell in love with the culture, the scene. It was just my kind of people. It was like skateboarding with cars, like yeah. literally kids I would go to the skate park with, you know, like very similar vibes. You know, everybody yeah. was like camaraderie and supportive and like you go out for a run and they're like, ah, oh, it's sick. You know, it was just, it was just rad. And I fell in love with it. And then, uh, formula drift started or sorry, you know, so then I kind of got hooked and, you know, make it, uh, just chasing it, you know, competing, made a name for myself. And, um, at the time I was in it making some halfway decent money. I was a computer nerd and just, uh, spent all my money, my, my drug addiction to cars and, uh, you know, dude, 
you you caught on to it like a, a lot of us did, but you next leveled it in every regard. Like, at, at what point did you know that that was something that you wanted to to you know part of the point, but shift gears and do and become a full time career and, and really put some enthusiasm and passion behind it versus just being a hobby? Yeah, um, that's a good question. You know, so I mentioned I was in uh, you know I was in IT and I was making good money, 21, 22 years old. Uh, when I first started like learning about drifting and then I was 24 when formula D started in 2004 and, um, you know, very quickly like formula D started and I was, you know, still working the IT job and I would literally like leave work early on a Thursday. My dad and I would transport my car. Um, you know, I'd, I'd come home, you know, Sunday night, shower, go to work. Um, and then, you know, as 2005, 2006, like it was that and then fly home on a red eye, no sleep, go to work. And um, it started to be where like I was so passionate and my brain was so into that that I started feeling like I was like kind of – I wasn't slacking, but like the kind of person I am, I like to do things 100%. And I felt like I wasn't giving my all to my job and they had been very supportive to me. And even though they weren't – no one was – upset or saying that I was slacking I just knew I wasn't giving them my all and I also wasn't giving my passion my all and I just kept having this you know like my intuition was just like yo like you need to do conflict yeah yeah and so you know I had like constantly beating it up you know I walk away from this nice cushy job you know I I could be forever and you know sky's the limit um or you know I chase my passion and I just made the decision to chase my passion like I was confident like what if it doesn't, didn't work? Oh, well, I'll go get another job. Like, you know, like that was just kind of like my mindset then. So in 2007, I was 27. Um, I quit my IT job and just dove full time into, into, uh, into drifting, which now, um, you know, has obviously turned into, uh, you know, a lot of other things, you know, being a professional fun haver, and uh, yeah. yeah, you are. I'm just thankful you didn't say Tokyo Drift because I was just like, God, please don't say Tokyo Drift. And <laughs> <laughs> you won your first title in what, 2010? Yeah, so I won. So my the big like what really catapulted me was winning the 2005 USA versus Japan. And you know, at that time, drifting had just come over to the U.S. Effectively, I think 2002 or 2003, and the Japanese were really you know this is where drifting started and you know a lot of people i looked up to and respected and what kind of got me into uh into the game um you know they were just coming over whooping our butts and so uh in 2005 that's the year i debuted uh the mustang um and uh i won the ufa usa versus japan and that really was kind of like the shot heard around the world of drifting it was kind of like what just happened, you know, American driver, American car, uh, went drifting event that's sanctioned by, you know, D1, which is the, the, the group in Japan. And then uh, I won the 2007 world championship, same thing, D1 world championship. And then 2010, I won the formula drift championship. And then uh, I've won a couple, uh, other championships in China. Boys didn't know what hit him, Vaughn. They didn't know what hit him. Country boy named Vaughn came in here and started wrecking us. I don't know. Clean us right. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh it's been uh you know, it's been an absolute incredible um you know, incredible ride. Like 
experiences and and achievements that weren't necessarily like on my radar it wasn't like you know it just has kind of been just like natural progression of the effort and the passion and the energy towards it you know and uh it's it's really interesting and fun to kind of look back on it all you know being an entrepreneur i've been an entrepreneur since i was a you know before a teenager you know i was delivering newspapers and cutting grass and hiring my friends to help me rake leaves and you know uh you know doing things like that so it's been really cool to kind of see how that kind that stuff kind of works in this world in this industry as well so uh i'm having a lot of fun with it i got a question man you know obviously everybody if they're a car enthusiast has seen some of your videos, you know, obviously the the best one by far, in my opinion, the King of the Ring, which is the baddest, most unbelievable. Like when I see that video, man, I some pops up to mind. I'm like, how many how many practice laps? How much practice time did you get on that before you started rolling the cameras? Couple turns, one one lap, like like how much time on that course did you get before you're like, all right, I, I got it, roll them. Uh, the answer you're not gonna believe, but it's none, really. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, so so here's my 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 deal with the ring is I did a couple tour slaps uh, in 2011, and I was like, I've got to drift this one day. So 2011, <laughs> right? We did the video in uh, 18. Um, so uh, you know, so 2011 that dream started. I did some some school laps there. We went back in 2017. And uh, we got rained and snowed out. So I actually drifted the ring in a Raptor uh, because we weren't going to waste the shoot on a wet shoot. And, um, and so we came back. I was able to beg, beg partners to, to give it another try. And uh, uh, everyone that was involved in the first effort, you know, made it happen again, helped us make it happen again. Um, and, uh, because, you know, once you make that investment, it's gone. Like the ring doesn't give you money back for it raining. It's like, well, <laughs> right. you, you know, just getting a day at the Nürburgring <laughs> is, is, is the thing. So, um, so anyway, so the ring gave us a really nice, uh, some good dates. Um, and, uh, we went back and all the, all, you know, it all started with the shoot. I mean, there was no time for practice, you know, it was, it was just get ready for the shoot. And, uh, wow. so we, you know, we started at turn one and just went around, went around the whole ring um, and getting shots at the key places. And then we did the, what I came to do, which is drift the entire ring from start to finish uh, uncut. And uh, so we had a, I did it two times. Uh, we had a lead car and a chase car. So when the, when there was a car in front of me leading with the camera on the front, uh, it only took me two sets of Nitto NT555 G2 tires um, uh, to finish it. And then when uh, <laughs> I was leading the chase car, um, it took three sets of tires um, because that's when I was able to just go full on. Um, so, yeah, it was it was incredible. It was scary. Um, that it, it was it was nuts straight up one of the most wild things I've ever, ever done and a dream come true. What was that like? But what was that? I mean, tell me what that morning was like. You get there, 
you know, you got your baby, your Mustang, your your 2018 Ford RTR Mustang. That thing's rolling what not mid 900s or somewhere in that ballpark. We'll walk, you know, walk us through. Is it almost like a scene from a, I don't know, from the Expendables Seven, bro? You know, you're walking away from the track. It explodes. No, I mean, yo, I woke up and uh, we had these little cottages right outside of the ring. Like not outside the ring, you couldn't see it, but nice like German countryside. And I remember vividly like eating my oatmeal, sipping on some tea, like I'm gonna whoop this ass. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is happening. I mean, yo, there, you know, like when you talk about the ring, even going and doing laps on it in a rental car. Yeah, dude, there's nothing yeah. better. You know, the ring is the ring. You know, it's arguably the most dangerous track in the world. So there's a reason why it's the ring, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was but I was butterflying, period. Um, you know, it was uh I was nervous and I, I put my suit on before heading to the ring just because it was cold and I knew I was going to be in my suit all day anyway. So I hopped in that and I had a, a, an art, one of our street RTRs from one of our dealers out there and I hopped in that and drove to the ring and I just remember the whole time just like putting confidence in myself like, yo, you can do this, you know, you're good. And uh, as soon as I fired the car up, it was game on and I just lived out that dream, man, as hard as I could. Oh my God! For all of us, bro, you you lived it for all of us. I mean, every one of us is like, yeah. Can you do a whole lap on a set of tires, or do you have to do a swap? Around? Yeah, no. Like I mentioned, so I have, I was running a Nitto NT55 G2s, which are like a really good ultra high performance summer tire. Uh, it's not. Um, it's a little bit different than the than the tire we would run in comp, but um, uh, but it lasts for a long time, even like. It's like a fun haver's dream because you can do burnouts on them, you can drift on them, and they don't chunk, they don't come apart. And so anyway, that's what we use at the ring. Um, and I got three – I had to do three tire changes when uh, I was just full uh, – no holds barred drifting the ring. Um, we had these spots that we were going to stop and change them, and they were like – it was like a perfect guess. Like I looked at them and I got changed I could not wrap my head around like those must be rocks for tires. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, just the hardest compound not to be just eaten up. They're not. They're summer. They're they're ultra high performance summer tires. They just they handle the heat well. Yeah. The problem yeah. is a lot of soft tires don't handle that kind of heat. So like you either get the grip or you're at you have to get something harder that doesn't handle. But the problem is with a hard tire when they get that kind of heat they chunk. And so that's why I say that the NT5 for 5 G2 is a fun hour's dream because they don't chunk, they don't come apart, they just handle it, and they have great grip, and it's consistent. Um, so, you know, it's not a drift tire. It just happens to work very well for drifting. <laughs> you made it, your drift tire. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right. Right. So, yeah, we – so, yeah, um, uh, so, yeah three, three sets of tires – when I'm leading, and then it was two sets when I was following a camera car because I had to kind of wait for him at spots, Very you know? Cool. Borborigamous, Vaughn. Remember this, Borborigamous. That's the butter, the feeling you said you got. You had butterflies. That's the uh, butterflies in your gut. The technical term for that is Borborigamous. I taught Vaughn get. Is that a real something. technical term? That's a real term. Is that a real I call it Taco Bell. <laughs> you can look it up. Borborigamous. Weird. All right, so look, more questions because he's not just a drifter. He's not just a racer. This guy can throttle anything and everything you throw at him. He's Mr. Damn Throttle. <laughs> All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back more with Vaughn Gittin Jr. in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B.
It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Vaughn Kitten Jr. on today, man. This guy is off the rod. I'm telling you. He, he's one of those guys that I would definitely I definitely get along with. You know, there's some of those guys who are like, yeah, yeah we click, man. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, when he says fun haver, dude, who doesn't want to jive with that? Yeah, right? man. <laughs> there's See, nothing uppity about that, right? That's good time. See, but he he's been able to make he's been able to make a career out of it. I always say, you know, the problem with trouble is trouble starts out as fun. He's been able to take that and just parlay that into an incredible career. So I, I gotta ask you, Vaughn, which do you prefer the most? If you were if you were to say, given a choice between you could only do like off road racing style, King of the Hammers, because I know you love some of some of this stuff, or or drifting which which one would be the which one would get the nod oh my god yeah hold on which like i can only pick one or other is there yeah. another out there Ooh. right because you're crazy behind the wheel of we'll get into some of your off-road stuff i, I can't i can't like that. answer that i would i would have to split it somehow i would put <laughs> yeah. i would put smaller tires on my on my race bronco or i would put <laughs> Bigger tires on my Mustang. One of these. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an option? It's a perfect answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, man. I mean, that's a fun habit right there because every one of those things is fun. Even going back to motocross and skateboarding and everything else, man, those are just riots of good time. And like you said, this guy has been able to take things that we do as hobbies and turn them into, right, his day job. And how cool is that? Oh, yeah. Damn. That's what yeah, being man. a fun haver is about. That's what, like, I kind of got that mindset. Like, fun haver is just, we're all fun havers. You know what I mean? Like, if you, you like doing anything fun, Amen. it's on brand, but it's more of a mindset. Like, I find fun in, you know, yes, the driving and all that's fun, but I find fun in the business. I'm having fun chatting with you boys right now, you know? Like, to me, it's a mindset, and I think it's something that uh, the world needs a little more of now, and that's kind of the whole fun haver movement. It's just, uh, oh, amen. Know, your mindset yeah, be there and you know make fun out of no matter what you're doing you're down in the dumps and find the fun you know it's there somewhere what got you in the world of four-wheeling what what got you into into that sort of big because normally a guy that drifted and probably road course you know type stuff you know you wouldn't have him kind of roll over into a four-wheeling although i, I get the feeling i got a i got a rock crawler and you know, I live in Colorado, so it's it's it, it's death at like two miles an hour, bro. It's it's fun as hell out here. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, Willie, don't let me get off this call without us talking about me drag racing my Formula D car with one time. Okay? Oh, okay. Well, let's go to, let's All right. Go <laughs> um so uh yeah, man. So funny story. Uh I was on family vacation and um my buddy Harry at Nitto called me. And I was on the beach and I'd be on the phone. I'm like, what's up? He's like, hey. He's like, uh, do you want to do uh, King of the Hammers? He's like, we got this opportunity in a spec car and we wanted to put someone in it and we'd love you to do it. I'd love for you to do it. I think you do good, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I was like, King of the Hammers, is that like the the, the desert oh racing with like <laughs> the boulders and like the crazy, crazy stuff? And he's like, yeah, that one. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so, you know, I, I really don't know what I'm in for. I got my suit and a helmet and all that stuff. And I show up, uh, I show up on the lake bed and, um, I'm like getting seated in this spec truck and like making sure I'm all fit or whatever, <laughs> fitting in and whatever. And then, uh, Warren Healy hops in the passenger seat and, uh, 
and I don't know if you guys know who Lauren is, but he's the the guy yeah. in uh, in Ultra Four, winning his driver Ultra Four, and uh, now my teammate and the Fun Ever Off Road wow. team, amazing person. But at the time, you know, we were just kind of nitto tire teammates, and I didn't know him so well. But uh, you know, he hopped in. He's like, "Let's go!" And I was like, "All right." So we start this thing up, and he takes me to this uh, this old waterfall, and we're sitting down at the bottom of this thing. Okay, I'm sitting like this, and this hill is like this. It's straight up vert. And he's like, go up that. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yep. And he starts putting it in four low for me. He's like, bang, bang, it's a transfer case. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, this is the rookie joke, right? Like, you do this to all of them, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, meets on the ninth hole at nine, yeah. <laughs> no, he's like, nah. He's like, he's like, go up it. And so, you know, I start to go up it, and I'm like, you know, being smooth with throttle and just like right up. And I'm like, Whoa. Okay. That's what yeah. these things can do. So I spent a little time training with him and another driver by the name of Bailey Cole and uh, went and did my first King, the hammers. Uh, long story short, uh, I finished top 10. I think I was the first crossover driver to ever even finish uh, one of the races. And um, I just, I loved it. Like I, I fell so in love with like being out there and the new challenge and just the culture and the, the camaraderie was very similar to drifting was very similar to skateboarding and all the things that I love. Like it was just a culture that I loved and really took me back to my roots of motocross. Um, and so, uh, you know, I really embraced that, enjoyed it. And I decided, uh, I wanted to try to build a, figure out how to build a truck. So, um, I built uh, I built my first truck and went out and raced uh, 4500 a bit. Uh, eventually, got kicked out of that class, and now I'm racing uh, 4400. I raced it two years, and uh, I got I got uh, voted out on it, um, even though it was a, a pro class. Um, so I had to make some modifications to make my truck good for 44. And Ultra Four was really cool about you know working that working through that with me and things like that. And um, yeah, so now I'm racing with uh, the guys that have been doing this for a really long time and uh, been starting to hold my own. I won, uh, I got third overall in the championship last year and had a little help with, from Lauren who ran a race. And uh, it's just so fun. I mean, you, you have a crawler, you know, like just being out there aside nuts, from the racing. Yeah. It's amazing what they get up and over and you're like, I can't believe I just came over that. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. It's nuts. Are you ever tempted to do it sideways? Oh, well, there's plenty of sideways yeah. in Ultra 4. <laughs> and upside downs and everything else, right? You don't want to carry it sideways too long because if you carry it sideways too long, you're bound to catch it when you catch your oh, roll. Yeah. Uh -huh. And drifting, mm -hmm. you don't roll. Yeah, man. So, uh, well, what's what's in the off-road world, what's your favorite vehicle? Because you've got your, your Ultra 4, you've got your Bronco, you've got a Ranger. You know, which one of those and which classes do you have the most fun in? Yeah, so, I mean – so I think the fun is different. Like I raced 4,400. I'm really glad, you know, I'm running with the best guys in the world. They're phenomenal drivers. And, um, I, I love that. Like that truck Brocky, which is my classic, uh, my classic Bronco race truck. His name is Brocky, uh, which by the way, there's a $30 toy at Walmart, Kevin, which I know you need some fun having being locked down. You can go <laughs> grab one because Walmart is yeah. open. So that means <laughs> right fun is essential by the way. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so uh, the 4400 class is a blast. I love it. As far as, like, off-road vehicles that I, that I enjoy, um, 
we just built the fun runner, which is a really wild truck. It's basically a, a truck that Lauren and I dreamed up. It's got a basically ultra four drivetrain adapted to the factory 2.3 and the factory uh, 10 speed trans. Wow. Um, and we have a blast in that. Um, I gotta tell you, I love my Raptor. Oh, it's yeah. like just for like all around unadulterated, have a good time. Highly modified or fairly stock? Like it's actually stock. I've got 35 inch Nitto trail grapplers on it and some centerline wheels. And other than that, stock. Yeah. Um, yeah, those Raptors are badass. And it man. just, yeah. Because you can go everywhere. You can go off road and you can go to the mall, right? You can go anywhere. And I have a quarry right behind the house. Oh, there you I, go. Man. That I add a little playtime too. And so uh, it's been, you know, it's just, it's just fun. Like it, the things over the years that I've done in Raptors and they still, drive and they're fine like it's it's really it's really really mind-blowing um so just for unadulterated fun it's that right now however the new bronco is coming out yeah, that's yeah. What we tell you. So, have you got your eyes on I'm one on, yet I'm, have you seen have you seen one have they let you take a look i have seen i have seen all one. right well i know you can't probably spill all the beans but like one thumb up two thumbs up like holy bleeping Whole arms up yeah Torso over the top. <laughs> all, all I can say, all I'll say is that we all have a very awesome surprise coming from the Bronco team. They've worked really hard and done their homework, and people are going to be pumped nice. on the new Bronco. I just picked up a 69 Bronco, man, and those new ones. Sick. Yeah, dude. They're yeah. so stupid cool. I'm like, ooh, yeah. Oh, Sick. man. So, dude, I, I got to ask you, because knowing what in Ultra 4, one of my buddies raced Kings of Hammers, he brought it out to my motocross track out back, and we were hucking that thing, going over dumps, and just having a blast. Being in that ride, doing that that trail, that, you know, because there are rock outcrops in there. It's, it's amazing. There's cliff faces and rocks, and there's time for, you know, easing on the throttle, and there's time to, you know, shut your eyes and hammer the hell out of it. Um what is it like when you're strapped in and you're fighting it and there's rocks and dirt and rubber and you're, you know, cause I've been there before, you know, it's biting, it's biting, the wheels are churning, the knobbies are hunkering on them rocks. You're like, get it, get it, get it, bite, bite, go. And you're up and over. Like that's the ultimate course. Oh man. It's uh no, you, you nailed it. And you just gave me goosebumps explaining it like that because Straight up, that's what it is. It is uh, survival. I mean, just finishing King of the Hammers. Uh, last year, I, I finished seventh overall in the 4400 class, which is a huge accomplishment, uh, you know, especially for me being a rookie in that class last year. Uh, and then this year, 2020, I had a, we were killing it, and I had a diff go out in the desert, and I limped it to the pit, and the team replaced the diff. And um, – but the whole time, it's just grueling. You're just getting beat and yeah. the rocks, like you say. And, you know, you're just – these trucks aren't much crawlers. These are point yeah. shooters. You know, you got to be committed and keep your momentum and, and go. And, man, we got hung up on spooners, which, by the way, funny tidbit, it's called spooners because two guys had to sleep there one night and spoon to keep each other warm. <laughs> So that was almost me and my co-driver this year. Kevin, you're the little spoon. Kevin, Kevin's the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> we had broken axle, like right at the beginning of Spooners. There was a guy stuck 
and I went to go around him and ended up on him and got jammed up and broke an axle freeing up off him. So we had three-wheel drive to go up the gnarly, like the gnarliest last trail. And uh, so basically we went up a bit and uh, my co-driver got exhausted and I could see he was exhausted. Like he just wasn't thinking. And it uh, turned out that it was, he was, you know, exhausted because he didn't have enough, a little bit of malnutrition and he eat enough in the morning. But anyway, I put him in the truck and he's a good driver, put him in the truck and I, because he only had three wheel drive. So I was pointing him out the line all the way up Spooner. So I hiked like this three mile gnarly <laughs> rock trail after being in the desert for like eight hours. Uh, and then we made it in, but uh, no, man, you're right. Like that feeling of just looking up this stuff and being like, Oh my gosh. But like, as soon as like you grip and start moving, you remember, Oh yeah, that's what this thing does. Like, Cause you can't go backwards, bro. There's no going backwards. You're like, Jesus, just move, no. go, go, go. You no, know? Right. And it's, it's gnarly and I enjoy it. It's so fun. Like, and it's so cool for spectators because they can, you can bring your Bronco and you can go, you know, watch the race, but there's always off-road stuff to do around the races. So like before, after, during, if there's a class, you're like, you know, you want to skip, you want to go wheel, like you can. So it's like, yeah, we're racing, but it's an off-road event going on. So I really enjoy what they got going on. I think it's super, super cool. All right. I got a question for you. Your biggest oh moment, drifting or off-roading? Oh, uh, without a doubt, off-roading. Yeah? Yeah. Tell, tell, us, tell us a little bit more, Scoop. What, 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 what shook you or rattled uh, your cage there? So, <laughs> Death at two miles an hour, bro. <laughs> I've had a couple good hits of drifting, too. But off-road, without a doubt. Um, so... I'll preface it um, by saying um, when I first got into off-road, it became quickly apparent to me that like the seating technology was not ideal. And so I've been developing a seat with uh, Recaro for the past three years that's just come out. It's called the uh, um, Recaro Pro Racer ORV. Um, and um, basically the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning that is because my co-driver got hurt during this hit I'm about to explain to you. Um, but basically, um, uh, we were, we were cruising through the desert and, uh, he, so starting that race out, sorry, this was while we were prototyping that seat and I was in the prototype seat and he was in, um, a current, like, well-known manufacturer seat in off-road. And because I didn't want to put him in a prototype, uh, there's relevance to this. I didn't want to put him in a prototype. So we, you know that was what we, how we decided to do it. So anyway, we're going through the desert and we're only about 10 miles in and we're catching up. Uh, I was third off the line and we we're catching up to second in the dust. And I was just going at a medium pace. Like I couldn't see well. I was listening to, to his notes and uh, all of a sudden just boom, just like gnarly. Like we're upside down, flipping over back on the wheels and like it's just one of those things where you're just like what just happened and uh i hear him next to me very clearly hurt and um basically we were just cruising and hit a gnarly g out and it wasn't on the notes or somehow in the dust we got off the line and uh you know long story short um yeah. helicopter picked him up and uh you know i drove back to pit to see if you know we we're close to the first remote pit 
So to see if we could get, uh, you know, get fixed. And, you know, he was like, go, just keep racing, keep racing. And my adrenaline, you know, shock adrenaline was all like, all right, man, like, yeah. And then <laughs> I get the pit and I get out and I look at the truck and I'm like, holy crap. Um, was not good. So, yeah, he, he ended up uh, – he broke his back, Oof, unfortunately. Um, and But the good side, you know, and something that he's – you know, wants me to tell people about is that like, you know, it was validation for the safety and, and what we were doing. Um, and so, you know, obviously you never want to AB test like that, but the fact that it happened like that, we both took the same hit and I was able to drive to pit and he, you know, he had a, you know, I had obviously hurt his back really bad. Um, you know, was a big learning. So what's the name of your seat again? <laughs> yeah, I want that seat. Yeah, so Ricardo's just come out with two uh, ORV seats. One is the Cross Sportster, which is more for like your average, you know, regular Jeep or street vehicle that you want to do some wheeling. And uh, the other is the um, uh, Pro Racer uh, ORV. That's that's my Huckleberry right there. All right, man, I, I got to ask you before we go, man, because – uh, time is time is money, uh, and I know we get, we're going to run out of it soon. W what was it like? I, I saw your Facebook page. I love that you're doing shout outs to the Essentials and everybody else. He's got great engagement. He's just he's that guy on Facebook and on social. It's awesome. What did you think of that Mustang, bro? The um, the electric, you know. Um, oh, I saw it on your Facebook. The uh, Cobra Jet fourteen hundred. Oh. That eight second, that eight second crazy ass electric Mustang. It's wild. I mean, one more. What more is there to say? I mean, uh, first of all, you know, I love that Ford is just pushing the envelope of electrification and performance and fun uh, with electric vehicles. Um, certainly a space I've been watching and uh, exploring. <laughs> um, and uh, so, you know, uh, I think it's uh, amazing to see. You, hey, you're a drag racer. Yeah. What do you think? Dude, that thing is badass, dude. It's straight balls. I'll drive the crap out of it. It's just weird. It's got no sound. <laughs> I'm just like, right. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. It's a unique sound. And, you know, like the wind, you know, you hear all these different things, man. It's neat. I'm excited to see it. Um, you know, I'm excited to, to see it in person, experience it in person. And maybe get behind the wheel of it, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of drag racing, real quick, I know we're going to go. But so I took my FD car to the drag strip. I've been wanting yeah. to do it for years. You're talking about horsepower and this. So, all right. So we took my Formula D car. Your drag race, I want you to guess. Took my Formula Drift car. It's got 900 the motor and a 300 shot of nitrous. We bolted on Nitto's new NT555 uh, G2. Uh, sorry. NT555 R2 is our new drag radial. We bolted it on. And went down the strip. What do you think it ran? And it weighs uh, three thousand pounds. At thirty-four hundred, thirty, thirty. Uh, what is it? Thirty-one nine. Yeah, thirty-four with me in it. Did you use the nitrous? Yep. You did. Ooh. We did. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, mm -hmm. if you can get it to on a drag race. See, it's a drift yeah. car, right? So it's yep. a drift car. So how good is the setup? Yeah. How right? good That's, are you off the line? You know. Oh, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, if you could drive the, if you could drive the out of it i'm gonna say you cracked into the eights if not i'm gonna say a low nine okay kevin you got a guess i'm gonna i'm gonna go a 50 okay so i said i was on a drag radio you guys are calling slick numbers oh oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah okay yep yep you want to you want to revise yeah mm -hmm. nope i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh low nines 
Low nines. I, I said low nine, 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 nine twenties to nine, nine thirty-seven, nine forty range. So you were spot on because I hit. I got a one eight sixty. Okay. And not because not because I didn't have the grip, but because I underestimated the grip. And as soon as I left the line, the car just locked down. I bogged off the line. Yeah. So I got a one eight sixty foot, and I did a hundred and forty nine mile an hour trap, and got a nine seventy. Okay, man. All right. So with with slicks, because we're talking, you know, we're talking about horsepower. With slicks, just to put a drip formula D in perspective now, with slicks, we feel like it's like an 870. Yeah. Car. <laughs> oh, and so we're, that's right what we're now. drifting these days. Like, how ridiculous is that? It's absurd, man. It's so awesome. And I it's ridiculously yeah, man. awesome. Yeah, I agree. I straight man hug you, bro. <laughs> it's just awesome. Keep on doing it, keep on entertaining us. Um, and we'll keep cheering you on, man. It's great you're in that spot. Nothing but happiness, and I'm glad it's you. Uh, and thanks for being so, you know, just you're one of the few guys we could reach out to, man, and, and crack off an hour session, uh, and it feel like five minutes, bro. So you're definitely one of a kind, man. Love the energy and appreciate everything you're bringing to the sport. Hey, thank you all very much, man. We definitely got to get you back on. Thanks, man. Anytime. Appreciate you guys. And there you go, Bird. One of the baddest dudes in the business, man. That's insane. And the funnest, baddest dude in the business, man. That's key, right? Like you said, because that's a guy you just want to go have a blast with. Yeah, man. Tear the tires off. All right. Well, thanks to obviously our guest, Von Gittin Jr. Hey, and don't forget about our show, Air Weekends on Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is a great resource to find us. Thanks again to Von Gittin Jr., my man Kevin. I am Willie, our producer is Scoop, and our executive producer is Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social because we're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. A Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2020 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. All right, man. Well, that was a fun one. I had a great time on that one. I hope you guys out there did too. I got to go. I'm going to go tear the tires no off something. <laughs> I need to go make some smoke. Yeah, man. Some RPMs, a little horsepower. I like that guy, man. It's all good stuff. All right. We'll see you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Enjoy. All right. See you guys. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.